The following is an exclusive presentation of 680 WPTF and Applied Vision Works. This is the Building a Leadership Culture to Reach Your Destination podcast, hosted by President of Applied Vision Works, Don Hadley. An in-depth look at the four pillars of sustainable success. It's another edition of Building a Leadership Culture to Reach Your Destination. It's a podcast hosted by Don Hadley and his team at Applied Vision Works. I'm Chris Hook, simply the moderator. In the last podcast, we talked about the vision portion of the four pillars of sustainable success for your business. Again, it's vision, culture, action, tools. This one goes into culture. And Don, you have on your sheet of paper, culture of kindness with a question mark. Delve into that as we go into into the culture portion of your pillars of sustainable success. I don't like cultures of kindness. And I tell you why I say that. And this isn't 100% true, but what I've found the problem is, in fact, let me give you an example. We had a client about three, four years ago that went in there and they weren't sure quite why they hired us, but they were saying, hey, we just want to make sure we don't have any blind spots. And so as we went in and we interviewed each of the individuals that led each department of the executive team, is we basically found out is they are very, very, very kind to each other. But they were so kind that they weren't being direct about not just what was needed, but how to have interactions. And they weren't challenging each other to go to that next level and actually become better. So they were very collegial and nice and everybody got along. They actually did a lot of stuff outside of work, but they weren't necessarily direct with each other. And I find nowadays, in some ways, we've gotten so politically correct is we don't want to see anything that's controversial. Now, again, there's ways of having conversations with people where you can bring up things that may upset them, but do it in a very positive way. So part of the concern I have with culture I think we view culture in a certain way, but we don't necessarily intentionally mold or influence the culture in the way that we ought to. In fact, in talking about this, a lot of times I also think is we build a vision, we give the vision to the culture, and we think that should mold the culture. Not in these four pillars, but one of the tools or vehicles is great teamwork. We really need teams of people to get out there in the culture and begin to mold and shape it, but it has to be very, very intentional. This executive team I mentioned to you is after having these discussions, we got everybody in a room and we had a conversation about what kind of relationships would y'all like to have. And the discussion is, hey, we want relationships that are really good, but part of the definition of good was, is we want to have confidence that we individually are growing and developing and those around us are. And as we talk through that, they begin to realize that if we don't get feedback from those people outside of us, we don't really know the ripples of the wake that we're leaving behind. We've got to find a way to get that feedback. So we began a process of uh, uh, really having them give feedback to each other. In fact, there's an exercise we have called coaching each other. And the way the exercise works is they basically share three things they love, value, appreciate about each person on the team. They share one thing they believe the person could do to get them to a higher level, become better, and then also what animal they remind them of. And so it's a fun exercise, but it's also challenging. It's amazing how many people at the beginning of that will say, well, gee, I, I, I just I don't know what Joe could do to improve. And so that tells us a lot about the team if we're getting a lot of that. And so I do love a culture of kindness, but there also has to be an understanding that part of kindness is being able to talk to others and share your truth. What you're sharing with them may not be the whole truth. It may not be accurate. 
even. But I think it's really about being able to share. In fact, there's a, a, an old saying that I love you too much to let you stay the same. When I think about some of the toughest relationships in the world, they're marriages. But one of the most valuable things about marriage is you get usually somebody on the other side that's willing to be pretty direct with you. In a marriage, if there's not any conflict or disagreement, there's usually something wrong. Usually something's going wrong, but people aren't paying attention or don't know about it. And I think it's very true in a team of people in a business. So sometimes uh, I had one guy tell me that really great conflict is about intense fellowship. That's another way to look at it. Some companies call it creative conflict, but it's really about sharing different perspectives. So with this company I gave as an example, uh, we ended up taking and doing a culture survey of all the employees. It was about 340 people. When we did the survey is we found like they thought the executive leadership team, they thought different departments, they were seeing the culture of kindness that we're calling at the moment uh, as a negative because they weren't getting good feedback. There wasn't clarity of how to get better. Uh, There weren't clear career paths in the organization, and it was a real problem. So what we did with this organization is took 60 of the frontline leaders, and we started once a month spending a day with that group as a team in a room, and we did that for a year. And over a year period of time is that culture went from a culture of kindness in the negative sense of it to a culture of true engagement and action were the words that they used. And that was very exciting. Sometimes when we start to engage with an organization, I get nervous because I'm not sure can we bring home the bacon. I mean, we make a lot of promises when we get hired, but so far we haven't not gotten the result. And this was one of the tougher ones because there was so much negativity. There was so much disconnect between the executive leaders, the frontline leaders, and people at all levels of the organization that we were concerned that it was completely going to be a lot of chaos and conflict in a negative way. turned out to be a tremendous gain. And this organization had been slowly declining kind of incrementally, but they began to shoot up. And over the last five years, it's amazing what they've created and caused to happen. I mean, it's been sustainable. And what's been neat with them over the last six years that we've worked with them, we're still working with them, is we've continued to help build on that foundation. Once we were able to get that culture shifted. So Don, I hear you talking a lot about culture. How does this relate to the other pillars, more uh, specifically the vision and trying to get to that destination that we're talking about here in this podcast? If all we do is try and create a different culture, there's no reason necessarily to do it. A lot of times it can feel like change. Oh, management's making us change again. Leaders want us to change again. Oh, why are we doing it? Well, if the change is with the purpose of getting to this three to five year vision and that three to five year vision has value to all people in the company at all levels, then they say, gee, this change you're asking us to do in our culture, how we engage, how we interact, how we have relationships, oh, I get it, now it's worthwhile. One of the other podcasts we did, I mentioned changing the tire on the way to Disney World. Changing the tire could be a change of culture, or if I can't do it, hey, Craig, can you help me change the tire? If we're changing that culture in the moment, but we both know we're getting to Disney World, then it makes it worthwhile to do. So it's gotta be something that ties directly to a vision, and if I don't have a vision, we found it very hard to change culture. We've been able to do it, but it's a lot slower. It doesn't seem to stick quite as well, and to be honest, I wanna do things that stick. I wanna know I've made a permanent improvement in somebody's life. I don't wanna have something that works better for six weeks, eight weeks, a year, and then it goes off the rails again, or begins to go back to mediocrity. We wanna do things with what we do that make a difference forever. Uh, One of the things I'm very proud of is it's amazing with teams and groups of people, how often we get emails, phone calls from people saying, you know what, I learned a lot in business and you really helped us, but you know what, you've really changed my life. 
things are different. I'm able to engage with my spouse more effectively, with my kids, my family, friendships are better. And so I think if I'm looking for the true test of something and that it's psychologically sound, but also produces hard measurable results where people feel excited and motivated, not just to learn it, do it temporarily, but to do it for long term. The culture assessment that you spoke about earlier, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that and even how to get that? Ultimately, we've got a culture assessment. It has 32 different questions on it, and you basically end up with a matrix by division and at all levels of the company. And a lot of companies we work with are global, some are across North America, some are United States. So if you can see for each location, each department and at the different levels of the organization, kind of who's scoring things high and low, much like a surgeon before, you know, a surgeon goes in to operate on your liver, they want to make sure they know where your liver's at. So in the same way, what you want to know is what things are going really, really well in the organization and where, and you want to highlight those things. Why are they going well? How do we get it to go into other parts of the organization? Let's ask those people for help. Where are things not going well, and we need to kind of go in and do some very quick work to kind of prevent any more damage. And so this, what the culture survey basically does is gives you that matrix to be able to tell kind of where to do that. And by the way, sometimes people hire us to do a survey and they think, oh, okay, tell us how to fix it. It's not an event. It's a process. It's something you do over a period of time. And in doing this over a period of time, sometimes you learn that you think you have a vision and a strategy and a roadmap and a GPS, but nobody knows about it or they don't believe in it. They've lost the faith. And so you realize you've got to refresh in that and bring that back into the game and perhaps get some of those people involved in having you refine that and readjust it and recreate it. I like how you mentioned it's over a long period of time. I kind of think of it as the movie Armageddon where the big uh, asteroids coming towards the Earth and they just had to bump it off course just a hair and over the millions of miles of the Earth it eventually missed the Earth. And it's the same kind of way with culture as well. That's a great way to say it because a lot of people think we're trying to move heaven and Earth. And it's just a lot of little tiny things one, one reason I think the Meteor is a great example, I learned to fly uh, airplanes when I was age 16. And on an airplane, there's something called a trim tab, and it's a very small piece of metal. But if you get the trim tab just right, you don't need your hands to fly a plane. You can sit back, read a book, push the rudder pedals with your feet to adjust things. And so what we're really trying to look for is what's the trim tab? What's that little thing that makes all the difference to be able to keep your airplane flying the direction you want, flying at the altitude you want, and it makes flying very easy and fun. And I think running a business is very much like flying an airplane. It should be easy, fun, but it also can be very dangerous. If things don't go well, there's a tendency to to hit the ground harder than you want and uh, lose a lot of passengers, and we don't want that. Um, We want the people in the back of the plane enjoying it and feeling part of the process. If you'd like a copy of that culture assessment, feel free to email me at cchase at appliedvisionworks.com. You've been listening to the Building a Leadership Culture to Reach Your Destination podcast, hosted by Don Hadley, owner and president of Applied Vision Works. Any questions, concerns? Please email Craig Chase at cchase at appliedvisionworks.com or call 800-786-4332. This has been an exclusive presentation of 680 WPTF and Applied Vision Works.